<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Don't feel like because you're renting, you don't deserve a nice home. And don't feel like because it's not your house, you can't invest anything into it. It needs to feel comfortable for you and you need to really weigh up the pros and cons of things that you're doing. Welcome to Being Home with Hunker, a podcast where we explore the idea of home, not just as a place where you live, but as an expression of your identity. I'm your host, Lori Gunning-Grossman, Editorial Director at Hunker. Today on the show, we have Medina Grillo, an interiors and DIY blogger behind Grillo Designs and author of Home Sweet Rented Home. Medina, who lives in England, is an advocate for renters who want to beautify their rental spaces. She also started a video series on Instagram called How I Rent. She believes that renters are the underdogs in interior design and that people should be able to put a personal stamp on their rented home. As a longtime renter herself, Medina says that by creating a home that reflects who you are, it really does help your mental health in a positive way. Plus, who doesn't want to live in a lovely space? In this conversation, Medina talks about her favorite upgrades and DIY projects that she's done to her own rented home. She also discusses how she deals with negative comments from people who think she's wasting money when she makes these design upgrades, and how people can work within their budget and with their landlord to make changes to their rented space. As she describes herself, she is an Ikea-loving, upcycling junkie, DIY, passionate, home decor crazy mama and wife. So let's welcome our guest, Medina Grillo. I'd love to first start talking to you about the spark that got you into interiors, because you don't have a background in interiors, so my background actually is nursing and midwifery, so completely different from what I do now. I've always been someone who's been very creative at school. I love like art things and just designing in general. Um, but then I kind of fell into interiors because when I was renting my third home, I started decorating 
Um, and I really, really enjoyed it. And I started talking about it on my Facebook page and, and then it became a blog. So it was like a natural progression, really. And it was also just a way for me to kind of de-stress after like really stressful 12 and a half hour shifts. Mm. And then it became more than that. And I just realized that I really enjoy interiors and basically, you know, making my home feel more like me and for my family. And also, I don't you probably are aware of this, but in the interior world, I did feel like renters weren't represented that much. We're kind of the underdog when it comes to interior design. A lot of interiors is always focused towards homeowners and big budgets and huge renovations. And I can't relate to that right now because that's not my situation. And I know that a lot of people who rent, that's not the situation as well. So I think it was really important for me to just kind of have that voice on Instagram to say, hey, you know, if you're renting like me, you know, that's fine. You can still have a lovely home. I mean, there's no reason why renters shouldn't have a nice home. And I think the more that we are more open about renting, the better it is for other people who are renting and maybe might feel like, you know, not happy about their situation. There's always things that you can do to make your home feel, you know, special to you. Yes. And as you've been talking about beautifying your space mm-hmm. in a rental space, one thing that you do get every once in a while are comments mm-hmm. about why are you spending money on decorating a rental? Why do you think people have the opinion that we shouldn't beautify a space unless we own it? I need to just stop you there and say that I get comments now and again. I get comments all the time. Like every single time I share a big reveal or something new in my home, I always get, well, you're renting, you're wasting money. And I think it's this idea that obviously the house is owned by somebody else. So in a lot of people's mind, it's like, well, it's not really my house. So why should I invest money into it? To an extent, I do understand that way of thinking, but living in a rented property is not just a house that belongs to someone else. It becomes your home. It becomes somewhere that you and your family kind of create the safe space for yourself. I mean, in the last two years, just because of COVID, for example, well, in England specifically, a lot of us found ourselves, and we had quite a few lockdowns, what you would probably call quarantines, but we were at home all the time, every day, all the time, looking at four walls. So for me, having a home that just didn't reflect me at all would have been much more detrimental to my mental health and my family's as opposed to me spending money to make it feel more like me, myself. And I do know that I've been in situations where, you know, you've decorated a house and then your landlord is like, okay, I'm selling the house or, you know, you have to move, I've got to move back. These things do happen. And that's what I think puts a lot of renters' backs up. But I think when you're in a property where you have a good relationship with your landlord, it's a long-term property, I don't see why you should shouldn't invest in it. Um, We invest in so many things in our life, like good holidays, good clothing. And these are things that aren't physically ours all the time. I think even homeowners, you know, they decorate their homes, but they're not always thinking about the resale value. They're thinking about what it looks like for them and how it makes them feel. So I think, yeah, it's a difficult one. I understand why people are negative about it, but it does get my back up a little bit because I think we shouldn't be so worried about how other people are spending their money. And again, this is what works for me and my family. At the end of the day, I am creating a home that my family can cherish. And it's important to me that my children feel like they have a home that they can feel safe in. It reflects their personality and mine as well. And that's just something that is important to me as a mother. And I think it just varies, you know, from person to person. But that's really my reasoning. Yeah, I was thinking about this because I was thinking 
every person has our own idea of what we hold as valuable. So some people spend a lot of money on a dinner out or a pair of shoes that we wear for a couple of years and then exactly. we move on from them. So I was, you know, thinking a lot about that, like why the comments and the criticism about how people use their space. Mm-hmm. And I guess a lot of it does come down to maybe self-worth as well, like what yeah. the person who's criticizing yeah. feels about themselves and how they surround themselves and their spaces. Exactly. I think a lot of it can also be down to people projecting their own insecurities, like you said, onto me about their homes. And it's funny because in Europe, for example, Germany, Sweden, renting is a huge part of the lives there. Not many people own their own homes. And when you rent a home in Germany, for example, you are basically, you have to fit the whole house like yourself, like you have to put in your own kitchen and things like that. So it's the norm there. However, for some reason in the UK, and I think also in the US, there's this idea that for you to be a successful or to be seen as successful, you need to have gotten onto the property ladder. You need to own your own home. A lot of the time that's through mortgage. Um, But there are lots of people in England who one reason or the other, they can't get a deposit to get a mortgage. And some people just don't want to have the, what's the word? They don't want to be tied down to a property. They don't want to have a mortgage. They want to be able to move around quite freely, which you can do when you rent. So there's a lot of reasons why people don't want to buy a house. And I think for people just to assume that that is the end goal for everybody, it's quite narrow-minded, I think. And again, I think it's down to the individual person maybe projecting what they believe is success onto that person. So As I said, I do get lots of comments. On the days that I am in a very good mood, I can deal with them quite well. But on other days, I do have to set my boundaries and say, listen, I don't want to go into it. I've spoken about it before. If you're new to my page, you need to like check out what I've spoken about renting before. I've written a book about renting. Right. I don't want to keep going over the same questions. And the questions I always get asked is, why are you spending money on this? You're wasting your money. Did you get permission from your landlord? Mm. That's always a big one. How are you able to do this? And to be fair, it's from a mixture of both renters and homeowners so it's not just homeowners asking me it's actually renters which is why leading back to I think it could just be them projecting maybe their own fears there is some fears with renting like I said you're always going to be moving you're not sure there's not a lot of stability so yeah I think it would be just projecting and maybe they want to do something similar and they can't they might have a landlord that isn't that you know chilled so yeah yeah I would imagine that landlords would love it when people make beautiful upgrades to the space. It depends where you live, to be honest. I've rented, well, I think this is my sixth house that I've rented. And I'd say maybe four out of them were like really chilled with me doing my own thing. But a lot of them are like, no, don't put anything on the walls, no nails. I'm going to be doing inspections every couple of months. So you really, in that situation, even though you're trying to make it a home, it really doesn't feel like your own home. So it can be difficult. I mean... If you're lucky to get a chilled landlord, it works out great. But if you're not, then it can be quite stifling. Yeah. The home you grew up in, was it rented? Um, My dad's an engineer. So we lived um, in the Middle East for a bit because he was, yeah, he did a lot of work at the time. So we were renting um, growing up. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably why I have a different view towards renting. It was just very common. Like we were in an expat community and that's what everybody did. Everybody rented. Probably why. But they actually have bought their own home now. But I mean, as a kid, it was always rented homes. And how did your mom decorate? Was she all about making it a home? Yeah. So when I think about why I'm so big on my decorating and why it's so important to me as a mom, it's because my mom, she was probably the first person who introduced me to the idea of making your home feel 
special and making things around you pretty. She's a completely different design sense from me, but I always remember coming home and feeling like it was my safe space. And I've always wanted to recreate those feelings with my children as well. So yeah, she's definitely been a big influence in my life. And no matter where we moved to, because we were always moving quite a lot, she always made the house look nice. And she always gave us freedom to decorate our own rooms the way we wanted. So that was that was always nice as well. Oh, that's very nice. Do you do the same with your children? You have a baby, is that right? I have two children. So I have a nine-year-old. Yeah. Um, and then I have a big age gap and I've just had a baby. He's seven, well, not just, but seven months. Um, my older son, I've given him a bit more free reign with his decorating, but he kind of trusts me, I guess. He gets excited about the things that I do for him. So he's not that fussy. He's like his dad where I do all the decorating and they just kind of just sit back and just like, oh, that looks nice. And that's it. So it's yeah. it's cool, I guess, in a sense. I mean, I don't have anybody telling me what I can and can't do. Right. So is there anything that you've taken from your childhood home, the way that your mom decorated or created the space? Have you taken any of that? Not the same style you said, but anything else into your home now? Yeah. I would say like my mom always liked to put pictures and things on the wall. Um, and she did love a gallery wall. Mm. So I've had a few gallery walls in my home. So I remember that. I also remember that she used to like to paint the walls colours other than white. When we lived in like Dubai and stuff like that, it was very uncommon to paint your walls other than white. But she used to do things like, you know, yellow and like deep reds and different colours. So um, for me, like painting my wall is a big thing that I do as well. I think it's a very quick way just to update a wall. And, you know, even if, you know, you have to change it back before you leave, I think it's worth it for that small moment of pleasure that you get from it. Yeah, I'm with you on that. You also started How I Rent series. Yeah. So I I started that a year before COVID happened. And it was, again, me trying to get all of the renters that I knew who loved to decorate their home it's like kind of like a place for me to champion them and also show that there are loads of renters who are decorating. We probably just don't speak about it much because we know we're going to get a lot of judgment. But here we are. We're proud of what we've done. And it also just, I think, gives other renters some inspiration of what they can do to their homes. And then also with your book, Home Sweet Rented Home, offering ideas and tips and inspiration for people who are in the renting world. I can't imagine there's like pushback, but it surprises me that there is from people out there. Yeah. And you guys are like fighting to yeah. be able to just be like, this is how we decorate our space. It's so wild. Yeah. We're basically fighting for a space in that interior world. Like I said in the beginning, yeah. like I feel like renters are the underdogs in interior design. Mm. So yeah, the book is something that I've been wanting to do for a very long time. It's the book that I would have wanted when I first started renting and there's lots of things in there from people who have you know really chilled landlords like mine or people that have very strict landlords basically the idea is that even if you have the strictest landlords you still can do things to your home to make it feel more like yourself to give it more personality and they're just simple tricks that many people over the years other renters have shared and they really helped other renters as well kind of put their own stamp on things so that's what the book is really about and yeah, I kind of put like a lot of my own experience into it as well. So it's much more personal. Yeah. What are some of your favorite tips and tricks, speaking of, that you've done to your space? Either some of the most innovative yeah. 
upgrades that you've made or just some of the changes that you've made that make you the happiest? Um, so I would say I really love my painted stairs, <laughs> my painted staircase. Yes. Um, I wouldn't say it was like completely renter friendly, but I did it with uh, asking the landlord permission, which is really important as well. You need to make sure you get written permission before you do anything that you're not going to be changing back before you leave. Mm. So I got permission for that. And I just love it because it's kind of the first thing that you see when you walk into my house. So it's quite dramatic. So it's like painted risers and then the treads are carpeted and it's like numbered stairs. So it just kind of adds a bit of a, like a wow factor to my living room space because my stairs are in my living room. So that one I really, really love. And then I've done things like removable wallpaper, which I talk a lot about in my book. I feel like when I first started renting, there wasn't any of this on the market. But then as the years have gone on, they've really improved the designs. They're like You can find some really fantastic designs for your living room or your bedroom. It's easy to put up and it's like easy to take down and it doesn't damage the wall at all. So for me, like I think removable wallpaper is a really clever thing for renters. So I've put it in my entrance. I've also put it in my son's room. And it's just kind of like made a feature wall because my home doesn't have any built in features. So it's kind of made a feature even though there aren't any so that I really really love that and just simple things like maybe hanging you know some curtain rods with like command hooks or like gallery walls hanging pictures on my wall but not using nails using command strips as well just things like that just clever things that you can do to kind of work around the whole like you can't put any holes in the wall whatsoever when you see your landlord, is your landlord like, oh, hey, Medina, like what, <laughs> what is she going to ask for now? <laughs> yeah, the last one was the kitchen that I just did. I did it over eight months. I basically messaged him and I was like, well, would you mind if we did a few things in the kitchen? I changed the doors, took some cabinets off the wall. Um, I know what I'm doing, so don't panic or anything. And he was like, yeah, that's fine. He has contributed to things in the past, actually. So he's given us money for something like carpet and stuff like that. But this time he was like, he couldn't. And I was fine with that because I already had my budget set. And I feel like I've been here for quite a long time and I felt comfortable spending that money. Again, that's my own thing. I feel like you need to work out as a renter what you feel comfortable spending some people's budgets might be quite high some people's budgets might be quite low but I think it's important to work within that and yeah again always keep it to something that you feel comfortable doing because again even though it is your home it's not your house you kind of have to have that at the back of your mind so yeah I just recently asked him about the kitchen he said yes I've done that and the kitchen was one spot in the house that I really really just did not like at all I hated being in there um, when COVID happened I had to be in there quite a lot cooking and stuff like that and you know my husband he likes to cook as well he didn't really care as much but for me I like things to be aesthetically pleasing so it was nice to be able to change it a little bit and make it a bit more modern and more like myself um, and yeah the landlord obviously gets a nice new kitchen as well so I'm sure he's happy about that <laughs> well it's a gorgeous kitchen thank you Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. So when you're home, what lights you up the most? I would say it's funny because I have moments when I walk through different parts of my home. It was This happened recently, actually, a, a couple of days ago, but I was just walking into my dining room and I looked into my kitchen and I just felt this feeling of just happiness and peace. I feel like happiness comes in moments and moments that you kind of have to appreciate when they come. And I think what I've spent a lot more time doing this year, I know it's just the year's just started, but really trying to live more in the moment rather than looking to the future or thinking too much into the past. And I think just being able to look at spots in my home that I've created myself and I've styled myself and it's functional and it works and we use it and it just looks pretty, that really makes me feel happy as a mum. Yeah, and as a person in general, I just feel really content you know being in my home and I I really wish everyone could have that feeling about their home when they walk through different parts of their home as well because it is lovely and yet I said it's a moment that it's just moments that you get throughout the day yeah so do you just go by instinct in how you design and when you see something that you want to change or a spot you'd like to update is it just instinct for you Yeah, a bit of instinct. And also I'm a very visual person. So I'll think of an idea in my head. Um, I will try to get it down onto paper in a mood board, but that doesn't always work. So I always say as well, actually, this is quite important. When you move into a property, any kind of property, whether it's rented or owned, I think it's important that you kind of take time to kind of get to know the rooms, how you use them before you start decorating, because you're going to be less likely to make mistakes or keep changing things. So I've been in this house for almost six years and I can say that I've only started really decorating rooms in the last three years because I kind of had to get a feel for the space before I did. And also a lot of the times, you know, as our family grows, as our needs change, spaces will evolve. My bedroom has evolved. It now has a cot with a baby in it. Um, our di- our living room has like a little desk space underneath the stairs. Like um, our dining room, the, the table has changed. The style has changed quite a few times, but I wouldn't call it unnecessary change. I would call it changes that have evolved with us family. So it's not just about having an aesthetically pleasing house. You mm-hmm. also need to make sure it's functional. And that was something that I really learned when we were in, you know, in the last couple of years at home quite a lot. Yeah. I realised that the space has to work for all of us as a family. That's a big part of my design. So a lot of it, as you said, is instinct, um, visual. Yes. Um, I do like to do mood boards. Ooh, yeah. 
So where are you finding inspiration and who inspires you? Main places I would say are is definitely like restaurants, like going to different restaurants, seeing how they decorate a restaurant. Mm. Pinterest is a big source of inspiration. TV shows as well. A lot of the time I'll be watching a TV show and I'll be scanning how the houses look in the background. Um, even if it's like a drama, you know, something on Netflix, I'll still be looking at, oh, that looks quite nice. I wonder how that could work in my home. So that as well. Instagram, not as much as I used to, but definitely Instagram to a degree. But even, it could be simple as like going for a walk and seeing how the light shines on a tree or a plant or, yeah, it's a very creative way to get inspiration. But yeah, I think everything has inspiration and you can take from it um, what you need to decorate your own home. Even though my style is completely different from the people that I'm inspired by, I like when people are like trendsetters. They basically aren't influenced too much about what's in or what's trendy they just do their own thing I can appreciate good design so I love seeing how some designers mix and match things even if it isn't my style necessarily I still really have respect and appreciate it you know thinking back to how you said you feel like it's a good idea to live in a space before you start decorating it to really get a feel for the space I love that idea, and there is patience that comes along with that, I think, for people. Yeah. And I talked to someone else here on the podcast, Christopher, who also goes by Plant Queen, mm -hmm. and they said that when they moved into their apartment in New York, they took time to see how the light hit the walls and the floors Ooh. before they decided where they wanted to place the plants. Mm -hmm. And I just thought that was so smart. That is very clever. Because I know that often we can get really excited when we move into a space and just want to like decorate it yet to take the time to see how we are going to live in the space that feels so intentional and that really does feel like building a home exactly and i think it definitely we're seeing in interiors as we are seeing with fashion as well people are not wanting to be doing the whole changing things constantly because it's not sustainable and it's not a conscious way to live so i think a lot of interior designers are really trying their best to promote a more intentional way of decorating one where rather than changing things constantly rooms are evolving and again you're making better decisions because you're not rushing into things so i think it's that's important as we move on the next couple of years that again fast fashion we're trying to stay away from fast interiors as well mm. that's definitely a good thing yes absolutely you do some diys to your home yeah and you've said that your husband is a self-taught diyer and you've learned a trick or two from him <laughs> we love diys on hunker yeah. Oh, yeah. I love DIYs. Yeah. So when I basically, <laughs> in our first couple of rented homes, I would always be like, can you put this up for me? Can you do this for me? Can you do that? And he would do it very begrudgingly, like moaning, like, oh, God, I'm gonna have to, you're going to have to do it yourself. So he actually, over the years, has taught me how to do most of the stuff that I know how to do today. And he's actually self-taught because his dad bought a house when he was younger and he renovated it from top to bottom. So I think he picked it up from his dad as well. Um, so he's just passed those skills on to me. And a lot of the times we do do like the large products together. And it's not always a great idea because we do always end up arguing, but we've gotten better. <laughs> it's made our marriage stronger for sure. But yeah, I mean, we love doing DIY. When we first started renting, it was more out of a necessity more than anything else. Not so much now, but when we first started, I mean, we had our budget was quite low. We wanted to make our own custom you know designs or our own custom fits but we couldn't afford to you know buy new things and stuff like that so DIY was a way for us to 
do that. And it's opened a lot of doors in us doing that as well. Um, do you have family that live near you now? Um, yes, my parents live near me. Uh, my brother, my sister, so I'm one of seven, so they live nearby me. Um, and then the rest of my family live in London. You're one of seven. Yeah, one of seven. Where do you fall in that line? Second oldest. <laughs> Second oldest. That's a big family. It's a big family. So the youngest is my younger brother. He's the last one. He is, I'm going to have to always think about this, but he is 13. So were you sharing rooms as you were growing up? Yeah, I shared with my sister. There's eight years difference between us. And when we were growing up, she was the very organized, neat, tidy one. And I was the creative, messy, throw thing, don't put them away. I'm still like that now, to be honest. Um, and we used to always just get into a bit of conflict about it um, when we were growing up. But yeah, I think sharing a room with your sister is is good because it helps you to bond. And yeah, I think it teaches you how to respect other people's things as well. So there's lo definitely loads of learning experiences from it. I bet. Did you have to put like a line down the room and say, this is my side and that's your side? <laughs> we tried to, but we had bunk beds, so it didn't work oh. out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As you've moved around from different places... Are there any things that you hold as valuable that you bring with you wherever you go? Yeah, there's a couple of furniture pieces that I brought with me. And leave it or not, the ones that I brought with me the most time has been IKEA furniture things, actually, like IKEA bookcases, IKEA wardrobes, IKEA drawers. A lot of people think that IKEA doesn't last, but it actually does, actually, because I bought, you know, things from different, like various houses, like multiple times. So yeah, a lot of IKEA furniture comes with us and just general things like the big, larger items like our bed and the wardrobes. Again, if you're buying things that you really like and it's not trend driven, they will work for you no matter what home you go to. So a lot of the things that I have here, again, going back to am I wasting money? Well, a lot of the things that I'm investing my money into is things that are going to come with me. Mm. Again, that's not a waste of money like, you know, the sofa or the bed. I love these pieces. I definitely feel like Wherever I move to next, there'll be a big feature in my home. Um, so I don't feel bad about spending money on these basic things that we need in a new home because they're good quality and they will last the test of time. So, yeah, a lot of pieces do come with us. And some things that don't come with us, we do sell on or we give away. Yeah. You know, one thing that we talk about on this podcast is how our homes reflect our identities. And especially as you and I have been talking now more than ever because we've been spending more of our time in our homes these past couple of years, it's become so much more than just a place where we eat our meals and go to sleep. We're working from home. Our kids were schooling from home for a while. When you think of your space, how does it tell your story? Um, so my space, it reflects my, I would say, my personality a lot. In the fact that I'm very, I can be very reserved, but I can also be very quirky. Um, I'm a bit of an introvert as well. And I feel like my design has bits of neutral in it, but then it has like pops of color. So I can be a bit of an extrovert if I'm needed to be, but I'm also an introvert. So I think without realizing it, without being intentional with it, it does reflect me quite a lot and who I am as a person. I would say someone who loves yellow creative, happy, daring, bold, but also reserved, um, fun, 
I was going to say sophisticated, but I don't feel like my style is that sophisticated. I would say it's more fun and creative, like creative, I would say creative fun would be the taglines I feel like for my property, because I'm not afraid of trying new things. Like for example, I created this divider in my dining space where I got an old school gym bar and made it into a divider. So I'm not afraid of tackling these big projects. I'm not afraid of things going wrong. I think experience has taught me that you learn from the things that go wrong and you know what to do better next time. So I've never been afraid of trying new things. And I feel like that comes across in my design. A lot of the things that I do, people are like, oh, I never thought of doing that, but that's a really great idea. And I like that because then it's coming back to the idea that I started my blog to inspire people. And I'm hoping that I can continue to do that for as long as I continue to be, you know, interior stylist. I love it. So I have two more questions for you. If someone was new to the rental world, new to renting their space, what advice would you give to that person? So I would suggest meeting your landlord if you can. Uh, Meeting them in person is always great because you kind of can get a feel of how they are as a person and they can get to see how you are as a person. I would advise not making big changes in your home when you first move in. I think it's a good idea to get a good feel of your space and also your landlord before you start asking to make big changes. Some landlords have been stung pretty badly from maybe having bad tenants in the past. Maybe they've had, they've given permission for a tenant to paint a wall, for example, but they've done a really bad job of it. So they might, moving forward, think, okay, I'm not going to let any tenants do anything to my property. So it's about building trust with your landlord and that good relationship. So that would be the number one thing I would suggest. Anything that you do do to your home, I would always say to get it written down. That can be with an email or a text message and screenshot it and save it. Because if you just get verbal permission, the landlord can then turn around and say, well, actually, I didn't say yes, you could do that. And you're not going to be getting your deposit back as a result of that. So I think it's important to get everything written down because if it wasn't written, it didn't happen. And third, do what works for you in your home. Don't feel like because you're renting, you don't deserve a nice home. And don't feel like because it's not your house, you can't invest anything into it. And I mean, I feel like it's very relative in terms of how you decorate because some people might feel like putting a picture on the wall is decorating, which is fine. But um, it needs to feel comfortable for you and you need to really weigh up the pros and cons of things that you're doing so for example if you want to paint a wall okay if I paint it will I have to paint it back will I get pleasure from it while it's painted can I afford to paint it back like these are questions that you need to be asking yourself before you make any decision it can get pretty tiring but that's what comes with decorating your home and I think the biggest mistake that people have when they rent again is just like it's not my home so there's no point but it's really interesting because having a home that reflects you really does help your mental health in a positive way. And I think rather than spending years and years in a home that you just don't love because you don't want to spend any money, why not just go out and pick up a few accessories and decorate that way? I mean, you don't have to spend lots of money. You can just get like cushions or like pillows or curtains and rugs, anything that kind of has a bit of colour and just adds a bit of like vibrance to your home. Um, So it's the little details, like don't get too bogged down with the big details. Start small and work your way up. Hmm. That's some good advice there. Thank you. Really good advice. (laughs) (laughs) So my last question to you is our podcast is called Being Home with Hunker. And so I'd love to hear from you. What does being home mean to you? Being home means 
being in a space where I can be myself a hundred percent, no judgment, and the things that are around me reflect who I am as a person. Home feels like a safe cocoon to me. That's beautiful. Thank you. Let's wish that for everybody, right? <laughs> a safe cocoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish it. I wish it for every renter out there. And I just really hope that, especially in England, that the renting, especially the private renting market. It improves because at the moment it's not that great. And I know that there are renters who have a lot of fears about, you know, being asked to leave or landlords that aren't doing their jobs as landlords. And I know that some landlords do, you know, they they take advantage of some tenants. And I just wish that it would improve. And I hope that it does, because as the prices of houses go up and they continue to do so, especially in my area, there's going to be so many more people renting than ever before, especially people of my age mm. group. And yeah, I feel like renting is going to be a lot of people's choice because there's no other alternative. So I just hope that the renting market improves and we're able to decorate our homes in a way that we don't feel like we're missing out on anything. Here, here, Medina. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today. Uh, thank you for having me. It's been lovely. Thank you. It's been lovely for me too. To learn more about Medina, find her on Instagram at Grillo Designs or visit her website, grilladesigns.com. You might also want to check out at How I Rent on Instagram, the video series she produces, which champions renters who decorate. Also, be sure to pick up a copy of her book, Home Sweet Rented Home. Be sure to visit our show notes for direct links to where you can discover everything that's going on with Medina Grillo. Thank you for listening to Being Home with Hunker. For more information about this episode or others, visit hunker.com forward slash podcast. And if you don't already, please follow our show. If you like what you hear, be sure to give us a five-star rating and review and share it with your friends. It really does help. Being Home with Hunker is produced by me, Lori Gunning Grossman. Eve Epstein is our executive producer. The podcast is recorded and mixed at Night Shift Audio. Theme music by Jonathan Grossman. Special thanks to our team at Hunker, Senior Designer Maury Men, and Director of Audience Development Gina Goff. Hunker's mission is to inspire and empower you to create a space that expresses who you are, shows off your unique style, and makes your life happier and more productive. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.